0: Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Point 99 Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. The Point 99 Podcast is a running podcast made by runners for runners. If you're new to running, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for any seasoned runners, maybe some stories that will have you empathizing with our experiences whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try to share some good vibes, motivation and positivity. And hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. As with every episode so far this season, I want to give a massive thank you to everybody for the amazing feedback on episode three with Tanya Carmona, Not just to myself and the podcast, but also the feedback you've been giving to Tanya. But moreover, the feedback that is continually rolling in for both episode one and episode two with Emma and Mike. Thank you once again to Tanya for joining me for episode three. I can't wait to get you back on in the future. We find out how you get on with Ultra X Jordan. But now that my voice has recovered from my chat with Tanya and from episode three, let's get on to episode four with Patrick Watkins. For anyone who doesn't already follow Patrick, he is an insane, insane runner. He's currently on a run streak of 2,073 days. That's mind blowing saying that I couldn't do more than 12 days, but he's still going strong. How long it lasts, time will tell. But we do cover it in the discussion, which I'll jump to after I cover the happenings from the weekend and the week previous. After a fairly quiet week for week three of the road to Amsterdam, I found a little bit more of my mojo for week four. With three normal runs, a visit to park run, and a long run bagged, I felt a lot happier, I felt like I'd achieved more, and I just generally felt more motivated to get it done. And with parkrun in mind, I was very close to beating my 5k PB once again. Unfortunately, however, the course was 0.15 short, so whether I would have taken that time, mm, not so sure. Probably would have done, though, because it is a timed event. should be 5k, wouldn't have really been my issue, but... I would have had to see at the time but I was a lot happier I had a lot left in my tank the day was really good for temperature there wasn't much in a way of wind head or tail so I mean given how I've been progressing maybe in a few weeks time maybe at the next pace or week for park run I might be able to get that sub 20 or very close to it at least beating the PB but fingers crossed we'll see how we go. All my other runs, however, they felt good. Um, 15Ks, 10Ks, depending on the weather, was depending on the mood. But I felt a lot happier apart from the long run. I hadn't really planned how far I was going to go. I hadn't planned my route. I hadn't even really carb loaded the day before. So I felt a little bit worn out, a little bit tired on Sunday. Didn't feel like I achieved my best for the long run, but I got it done. That's all I can ask for. And that's really all I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks until it ramps up on the road to Amsterdam. Week five, however, we'll see zero miles ticked off. Unfortunately, I had a biopsy yesterday. So I'm recording on Tuesday because I know I'm not going to be doing anything this week other than volunteering at Parkrun as either a marshal or as the official photographer. But yeah, as I say, biopsy yesterday, got some stitches. The stitches are going to be in for 10 days. The location where they are, they're going to be prone to splitting, bursting. Um, if I try to do any running or exercise, the guidance that I have says not to do anything. Keep my my fitness and my exercise to a, to a minimum, at least for a few days. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I knew it was coming. So uh, I've kind of built in a rest week. It's not really deload. load I'm not. I'm not doing any miles, so I'm not going from doing distance to doing slightly less distance. I'm going from full on to full stop. But as I say, I knew it was coming. I'll come back stronger in week six. Uh, At least, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's the way things go. On to a member of the 99 community, the running community as a whole, and Kaylee Webster, the Happy Diet. I want to shout out the absolutely amazing performance she blasted out of the weekend, an absolute wonder woman performance at the Highlander One Last Stand event. She did a truly mind-blowing distance of 81.76 kilometers in just shy of 12 hours, so 11 hours and 55 minutes. I think it was like a timed event anyway, but I don't know how many laps that is. I can't remember from her story, but that is that is a distance and I have to be doing in that time. But Kaylee is a trooper when it comes to doing ultras and any form of endurance event. I really can't wait to see her again, meet her at the Loch Ness 24 and see how many miles she can pump out for her team. She's not unfortunately on my team on team one. But it'll be amazing to see one of the Dibber's teams or all of the Dibber's teams for that matter, absolutely smashing the event because we have some phenomenal endurance athletes going to be in attendance. So let's see how we get on. We're so close to jumping into our discussion with Patrick Watkins, but one last shout out before we get there. And this time it's for another member of the Who Dropped the Dibber team, but the host, of the Press Play and Run podcast, Ryan Miller, otherwise known as Scottish underscore runner. And it's just to follow on from his announcement last night that he's going to be running the London Marathon in 2024. Having covered some of Ryan's story for his first marathon at Edinburgh, I'm going to be fully backing Ryan for his push for London. He's definitely hands-down down, going to beat his PB. I have no doubt about that. But he is doing it for an absolutely amazing charity, being that he has worked in education, that he has kids of his own. He's going to be running for the Place to Be charity. It's a children's mental health charity working with pupils, families and staff across UK schools. So as I say, given Ryan's background, it's an absolutely spot on charity for him And I just want to encourage everybody to follow Ryan if they aren't already. Follow his story and give any pennies that you have spare towards his push for the London Marathon if you can at all. But we will give regular updates on how his training and fundraising is going. And relax. So on to the discussion with Patrick Watkins. This recording took place around about a month ago so before we jump into it there is a reference to the London Marathon ballot and that's why I mentioned Ryan just prior to this. Unfortunately neither myself nor Patrick were successful in gaining a ballot entry but it's one of the harder marathons to get a ballot entry into So fingers crossed in future years, we'll both be successful and I can run with Patrick at some point. But into the discussion itself, I absolutely loved speaking to Patrick. I can't wait to speak to him again. As with Mike, Emma and Tanya so far this season, I really only scratched the surface of Patrick's story. As I say, he has a truly phenomenal run streak on the go at the moment. And I can't see that stopping anytime soon. A very quick warning here, however, there will be a reference to suicide in the mental health portion in the later stages of the interview. So if you aren't comfortable, please skip that section we don't go into any detail it's just very interesting to hear patrick's experience with the subject i'm not going to say too much because it's part of his story and i i want you to hear it from from him firsthand But yeah, it's just a slight warning there that if you aren't comfortable, please, please skip. But the rest of the interview, the whole interview as a whole, in fact, is so, so interesting. I can't wait to have Patrick back and to do more justice for his story, find out more about his run streak, everything that goes into Patrick. But we'll get into it just now. Let me know what you think. Let Patrick know what you think. But enjoy. Just like Mike, the pole foot ultra runner from episode two, my next guest is equally one of the biggest supporters, not only for the podcast, but for myself as well. With regular doses of motivation, praise and positivity in both accounts, comments and DMs, he really is a true gentleman of the Instagram running community. To quote his own website and blog, every day is an opportunity to make a positive change in your life or in his case, a positive change and inspiration to the lives of others, including my own. From inspirational feats of insanity, like starting a run streak all the way back in November of 2017, which is still going strong, all the way through to smashing half and full marathons, while maintaining that more than epic run streak. There's a lot to unpack with this legend, so let's get into it and welcome P. Watkins underscore 13 or Patrick Watkins to the podcast, fresh and bright from his Maryland morning run. How's it going, Patrick?
1: Good. Thank you for that. And for the intro, that was probably a bit too nice, but...
0: First time as well. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so we just had a, a very, very brief um, pre-recording chat. So you've you've had had your run this this morning, yeah?
1: I did that's usually uh kind of how I start my day um you know I, I work from home so it it makes it easier but um yeah so I I did uh a little bit more than a I think like 13k so seven well, seven miles start. yeah so it's a good start and the weather's good for it it's not too not too hot not too cold um it was okay it's it's a little a little humid now and the last two days we've had um um smoke and haze from the wildfires in canada wow.
0: which
1: is um like a, it's a thousand miles from me um and this however the wind is working the it's kind of hazy and smoky here so um it, you can smell it too it's it's kind of um odd
0: it's weird that's uh, we've we've had wildfires but nothing probably to the size that that's that's creating to be going all that distance that's, yeah, that's you, should, you should look at the
1: maps of canada with the it's like the area that it's covering it's it's amazing it's crazy
0: wow wow <laughs> well same as mike uh, i've i've provided you with the questions in advance of mm-hmm. um of the interview so it's given you some time to have a little bit of a think um but hopefully not too much because we wanted to be natural and not overly scripted um But we're going to jump straight into it because I don't have anyone to bounce off of anymore. It's just just ourselves. Um, So we'll jump into question one, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to we are going to get to your run streak. The insanity that is 2045 days, I want to say today. That's right. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by the time this episode comes out, it should be 2073 uh, so I <laughs> it's, 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 that's insane. I, I couldn't do more than 12 days, let alone, let alone 2000, the um, But let's first talk about yourself, the man behind the number. Can you give the listeners a little bit of an insight as to who Pat is and how your running journey kind of first began um, maybe some highlights that uh, have come along that way. And well, maybe just before your, your more recent marathon, which we'll get to in the next question.
1: Okay. Yeah, um so basically I think growing up I would you know I, I played sports and everything I I would have always viewed running as kind of a punishment or you know a way to get ready for sports but not really as um a, a sport by itself, you know, or something to do just for running. Um but then really in I guess it was probably 2002, um I had a friend from school that um got a charity place in Boston um and i'd never watched the marathon or really paid much attention to it before but i watched it on tv that year and um i kind of just thought it looked cool and it would be something that i might want to try and kind of um you know if if he can do it i could do it because i don't think he was he wasn't a runner by any means he just got i don't know why he even tried to get a charity spot to be honest because he i don't (laughs) think he ran before that um So that kind of, I guess, planted the seed to maybe get into it. Um, And then in 2005, I signed up for um, my first marathon, which was also my first race ever. I'd never done any races before that. Um, And I didn't, (laughs) it was terrible planning because I never, I didn't do any races in the lead up to it either. So my first race ever was, um, I think it was probably 30 or 35,000 people. Wow. Um, you know, it was a big marathon here. So, um, and then of course, you know, I think my longest run in the training before it was maybe 12 miles. And then I did everything wrong on the day of the race too. I, I tried gel at mile 13 that I never tried cause I didn't bring anything with me out, el- anything else. Yeah. Um, and I spent like the last half of the marathon walking and, just kind of being sick. So, um, from there, I kind of, you know, I didn't want it to end like that. I think I, it was, my time was like five 49. So still, you know, for a first time, I was like, you know, not worried about the time at all. Yeah. But, um, the next day I knew that I still want, I wanted to go back and kind of do better because I didn't want it to be my only experience of it. Um, so then I did the same marathon the next three years and each of the each year I did better and better. and then I did um, I think it was in 2009 I did um, another marathon. I um, in the meantime I had done a couple half marathons, I think here and there. yeah, um, but I got my time down to I think four ten and I thought I could never do better than that. So I kind of put it out of my head. I still ran like casually for several years. Um, And then in uh, 2016, um, I actually I I lost like 35 pounds um, of weight. And obviously that helps with everything, but it helps with running specifically. So um, between that, and then um, starting my streak in 2017, kind of from there, like my confidence grew, I was getting faster and obviously consistency helped with that. So Um, I tried, I decided to start racing, doing races again. And I did, um, my first marathon in 10 years, I think was in 2019. Um, and I, you know, I think cut off another 40 minutes off my time. So it was like 329. Oh man. (laughs) Um, so then I did, um, a couple more since then. Um, and my first eight marathons, I did better each time. So I was like, you know, that was something I was really proud of. And then uh, last year in Copenhagen was the first one I didn't get a PB and I missed by one second. Um, and then in Philadelphia last year I you know kind of went backwards so and then that kind of leads to now
0: so So throughout that the initial um, marathon experience, had you learned to then train more effectively for, for it or were you kind of just taking things along?
1: Um, Yeah, I was kind of, I didn't really train effectively at all. I mean, I, even until three, two years ago, I was, I never did a training plan for a race. I I always just did whatever I wanted to run on the day. And then I would, you know, kind of set targets and say, by this date, I want to have run, say 10 miles or 12 miles or 16 miles and that's kind of how I did it just kind of I think took the pressure off me to to do a certain thing every day yeah Um, and I mean it worked but I think I had also a lot of room to work with in terms of improving my time so
0: I think that's that's quite good though because if you're if you're going out and you're doing what you feel comfortable with on that particular day, there's less pressure on you than sometimes a plan can can give, especially in your early days of, of marathon running. Mm-hmm. So I I still follow a, a similar um method to what you you do or you did. I go out and I see how I feel on that particular day. It's not that I'm not going to do an interval session or a tempo session. I'll just decide on that day I feel like I've got enough in me to go do X, Y, or Z um so hand in hand with that though you, you also mentioned um dropping dropping a sizable amount of weight there as well and mm-hmm. uh, was that driven by the running or did that just kind of again come hand in hand with it all um i
1: think it, it was
0: kind of all combined
1: um i think it started my i went had a doctor's appointment and he told me to lose i think it was some random amount it was like seven pounds or something yeah. and he gave me a a plan to do it. And I, I didn't really like the plan that he gave me. So I was like, I'll lose the weight, but I'm going to do it kind of my way. Yeah. Um. So I kind of changed my diet myself and stuff like that. And then um, I added, I probably was doing a 5k. I'd say like three or four times a week, I was running three or four, maybe five times a week. Yeah. And um, basically, within a few months, I mean, and if within a few months, I had, you know, lost a significant amount and that you know obviously that helps to keep going and and kind of you know make me want to keep going so um
0: especially if, if when you're losing weight as you say you're, you're seeing times tumble you're seeing you're getting faster and it, it just helps your 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 mental being of, of running of I'm doing great so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing
1: yeah it was like a kind of a direct correlation between the weight loss and the running so like yeah. as the weight loss happened the running got better and as they kind of feed off of each other to make you keep, you know, you see improvements in both. So um, yeah, that, that kind of, that was like a really big year for me in terms of everything, just, you know, kind of from then till now.
0: Spot on. From then till now is uh, even though it's, it's, it's quite a number of weeks past already that now is Copenhagen Mm -hmm. 2.0, which I, I think anyone that's, anyone that's following your story knows that it it wasn't quite especially on the day it wasn't quite what you had expected from it and you you made a few comments uh, in the heat of the moment that that don't necessarily stand stand up just now but um they do say it's wonderful wonderful Copenhagen um but it's, it's not uh, that so, so much for yourself, is it? It's, can, you, can you tell us a little bit why it didn't go as smoothly um, as you would had hoped uh, and, and kind of maybe touch on what you'd ha- actually hoped to gain out of, of Copenhagen, mm-hmm. Copenhagen the first, uh, in the first instance and then actually what came about as a result?
1: Okay. Actually, I thought you were going to be singing the song.
0: <laughs> I had <laughs> planned it, but you see, I get very kind of tongue tied. And uh, yeah, this is where Steve was very good. He would, I would bounce off him and uh, I would have a little bit more um, of a stumbling block then.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was um, so I did Copenhagen last year um, with my friend from that I met through Instagram, um, Rune, and he had at the beginning of COVID invited me, invited me to, to go, go run it. So kind of once I had the chance, I, I did it. And, um, you last year was great. And, and, you know, I decided to go back this year. Unfortunately he had, um, a serious knee and knee surgery, like a week before I arrived. So he didn't run the race. And, um, last year he paced me too. Um, but this year we were running separate anyway, but, um, yeah, I mean the training for this last one was i think about as perfect as it could have been you know i i felt good about everything i i didn't have any real issues i think i missed or i only one day i didn't do what the plan said like everything else was was perfect and um i had in the past struggled with you know soreness like muscle soreness and stuff like that that everyone kind of deals with i didn't even really have any of that this time it was um you know I don't really know how else to say it it was just it was I thought great and then um I was actually at the when I went to got to Copenhagen or got to Denmark I was kind of really shooting for 315 and I I felt like it was a pretty good chance and um my real I think my stated goal I think the one that I told um kind of everyone publicly was 320. yeah um I actually kind of, was overconfident I thought that that was like a definite um and then you know the the few days before um I know I probably did a bit too much um you did a lot of walking (laughs) maybe like the that I think the last two or three days before I was better and I I think I kind of uh got control of myself and kind of calmed down some um but yeah the several days before I was doing way too much. But I don't I don't want to use that as a reason to why uh, I didn't do as I planned. Um, but the race itself, I mean, it was... Um, the temperatures were a little bit warmer, I think, than I think I- exactly ideal. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I started out fine. I was kind of on pace for, I think, maybe 315 for the first half. And then once the sun fully came out um there was really nowhere to hide on the streets um everyone would go to wherever the shade was if if there was any on the street um so it was tough and i think i hung on on that pace for a little bit and then with i guess it's probably like 10 10 miles or 15 15k um i really struggled from there so um yeah it was pretty the immediate aftermath i was like really disappointed with not the time, to- not the overall time because i you know kind of understanding where my marathon time used to be and where 340 was which was how i finished um i wasn't really disappointed with that but just the difference between what i finished at and what i was expecting i think kind of you know was a little disappointing
0: well that's it's quite a similar story from from in like a lot of the times we we speak to other runners and you find out about disappointments and I think Ryan covered it quite well in our discussion with him he he was quite honest with this is my goal I have my my my, my B and my C but he was he was staying open-minded especially being his first one but a lot of uh, more seasoned marathon runners if something doesn't go quite right they are more disappointed not not on the fact that they've the time that they've got but They hold themselves accountable. I wanted this, and you kind of build yourself up towards that that number, don't you?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Certainly, that's how I was with my first one, and I think that's the best advice we can give anyone: is if it's your first marathon, don't worry about time. Mm -hmm. Go and have a good time, Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the moment, and then build upon it, like you have done. You've you've ticked off and ticked off and ticked off. But you're, I would say, you're that that cusp now of that's insanely fast paces. And um, to 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 then get PBs is is harder than let's say for myself, I, right. I can keep work working that time down to mm-hmm. a, a finite point, but you have to do so much more effort to to get that time down. And it does go into something that you've got on your website as as one of your your big goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll cover that in a second. But yeah, I, it's it's it was it was really interesting following especially in the run and the run up to the marathon because for anyone that doesn't know what myself and patrick talk on a kind of semi regular basis and on the run up to to uh, the days leading up to Copenhagen, I had to say I had to message him and say, stop walking so much. You're going he was doing tens upon thousands of miles of, of steps, sorry, not miles steps. And it was it was calm down. You're 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 doing a bit too much. But you were you were driven to it weren't you, in the hotel? You didn't want to go down and just relax. You, right it wasn't, it wasn't you, 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 your form of relaxing is going out and, and, and seeing yeah. sights.
1: And just being, yeah, like being, if I was at home, it might've been different, you know, cause you're, you can just do what you do at home or, you know, you're more comfortable, but sitting in, on a hotel, in a hotel room with, you know, a chair that's completely uncomfortable to sit in or a bed. Yeah. And then it's like perfectly sunny outside. It's beautiful outside. And you're kind of in a city that you're not, You've never been. I mean, I wasn't in, in last year, but haven't spent much time in. Um, yeah, it was tough. Um, but yeah, I, I did take your advice those couple of days. I went and sat on a on a bench for kind of as long as I could, which I think was like an hour. But uh That's good though, because
0: I'd be about ten minutes and I'd been off myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had it was um, Copenhagen the first time, was that your first international marathon?
1: Um no, I did Munich uh mm. in 2019. Right. Okay.
0: So it wasn't it wasn't that you that you weren't used to being on foreign territory, for yes. foreign soil running.
1: So when I did Munich and when I did Copenhagen last year, I, I got there um like three days before, which I think was perfect. Um, because you get used to the time difference, jet lag, if there's any, and then you don't really have to you only have to be kind of good for two or three days in terms of your eating and your rest and and doing stuff like that. But um, if anything, I think that's probably the biggest thing I would change from this past Copenhagen was getting there eight days before Um, it just worked out with my schedule here. Um, So I kind of, I didn't have to do that, but I did. And um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing I would change. Um, I mean, the stuff on race day kind of happens to anyone really. Right. So, I mean, it's not, you know, looking back, I'm not necessarily disappointed on how I did in the race because I,
0: it's still a phenomenal time.
1: I still think I like really fought through at the end too. Cause I think in marathons before I would have just walked the whole way. I wouldn't even have even have tried to run those last parts, but I, I tried to run as much as I could. So yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Um, you know, we'll see if I can ever
0: get back to the PBs. I think that, that they'll yeah. they'll definitely come. It's um with the amount of running you do, especially. But yeah, We'll up uh, we'll again. We'll cover that in a in a, in a moment. But uh, so I'm going to go back to your your website again on this one. Um, and some something you mentioned in the DMs, I have, have kind of um pointed towards there, and your future goals or cancelling thereof so you mentioned that you weren't entirely sure you want to run another marathon again and that i think that was said in the heat of the moment um, but you have since uh, committed to run london with myself if we're lucky in in the uh, the lot but we will know by this point, point by the point in time this this comes out we'll know what's happening um, but i know for the fact that it was something said in the moment so what is next for yourself and um, are you going to push once again to try and get a Boston spot Uh, try and, and bring the qualifier down, maybe even go for a charity spot uh, or maybe take a break and, and maybe hit the ultra scene or triathlon?
1: Um, yeah, I, when I said I would never run a marathon again, um, I think I really meant it when I said it, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I kind of felt the same way for probably a couple of weeks after that and um, I think I've since, you know, definitely calmed down on that a little bit. I'll, I'll definitely run um, more mar, marath- hopefully more marathons. Um, my, my next scheduled one is I, I do have a place in Chicago in October. Uh-huh. Um, I think from right, like right now, I don't. I think it's a hundred. It's a hundred days. I just got the thing today. It's a hundred days till race day today. Um, so I need to start training soon if I'm if I'm doing that I I'm kind of going back and forth right now on deferring it or not. Um,
0: but I mean, you need to go. It's more more so because Hannah Gifford, a previous guest of ours, is going right. to be there to pick up for six stars. That's right.
1: Uh, yeah, I I know it's it's um you know I got in through the lottery. It's like uh you know that that's not a it's one of the easier ones I think for the lottery yeah. of the majors, um, but. Yeah. That's my next planned one. And I, like I said, I'm kind of back and forth on running it. I might still go if I don't run. Um, Cause it's only uh, I think like a two hour flight for me. So okay. it's not too bad of a trip. Uh, I already have a hotel and everything. Um, I, eventually I will do an ultra. Um, I'm just not sure. I kind of want to keep uh, sticking to marathons and half marathons for now and maybe try to get a little bit faster. Um, And in terms of like a Boston qualifier, I guess that's maybe like the ultimate goal for me. Um, Right now, I just got into a new age group uh, last year. So uh, I added five minutes to my qualifying time. So my qualifying time is 310 right now. Yeah. Um, But I think when it goes to 45, when I get to 45, it goes up by 10 minutes it's not wow. a five, five minute jump so that would be 320. so I kind of need to either stay where I am for the next four years um time wise or I need to get 10 minutes faster
0: I mean so, I don't think it's if, for, for knowing your' like following your your Strava and and your your kind of daily streaks as well I don't think that's out of the realms of possibility it's just yeah. like you say it's it's overcoming that that obstacle of do I really want to do it right?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, with the streak, it's kind of like I need to figure out how to train best while keeping the streak going, basically, because, um, you know, I think my easy days during a training cycle, this last one, I would do like eight or 10 K on, on the days that, and there would be no, like very low intensity. So I like felt better about them, but, um, yeah, that's probably what I need to change in terms of if if I'm actually going to go for a Boston qualifier um, is I need to do like 2K on the easy days.
0: Um, just, just a small bite size and a small bite size run.
1: Right. So we'll <laughs> see. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. If it ever happens, we'll see if it, you know, I think I'm OK if it doesn't too, but we'll see.
0: But are there any other marathons? I didn't. I didn't put this question you, But are any other marathons, home or international, that you would be interested in as well? That that might sway you one way or the other to to kind of so say actually, no, I am going to go do do this one. If if you got a place in it, if it was a maybe a ballot,
1: right? Um, yeah, I mean the the all of the world majors are are not really. I don't need to do them. I don't need the the six star
0: it doesn't drive you yeah it's
1: great it's great I think you know people that are doing it are great and stuff like that but um I don't really love big races like that you know I'd rather it be two or three thousand people kind of thing instead of 40 or 45 thousand um it's just too much not even just the race itself but just everything around the race the Expo being in the city for that long mm-hmm. with that many people and the, um you know the start times are all different with the waves and stuff like that um any other race um but in terms of other marathons i don't have really any um i'd like to do berlin and london like i know those are majors but i and they're you know kind of hard to get into but those are probably the only other two marathons that i guess if i had a list
0: i i would have on it so uh, seeing as I have the top one, Loch Ness wouldn't, wouldn't drive you. <laughs> it's I not would, that many people.
1: It's quite quiet. <laughs> there's other ones that I would do, definitely. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of, uh, I kind of keep my goals or goal races kind of short term. Yeah. So like I might just decide that I want to do whatever one in the next year and i'll just look to see if i can get in it
0: basically it's quite um, fluid it? you're not you're yeah. not you're not keeping yourself rigid to a set plan it's it's fluid of actually exactly. i've got some free time this one works into my schedule i can go for that
1: exactly right
0: yeah spot on um i would say to anyone that does fancy doing it, doing the lochness uh marathon it i've mentioned it before it is spot on um and it does, doesn't normally sell out super fast so if you're interested, have a look. I will. I'll
1: definitely let you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we're gonna we are going to move on to 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 something that we have mentioned a few times there, and you 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 spoke about it um about your easy runs and and maybe, uh, changing how you do some of your runs to work with it or work around it. But it is a bit of a monster of a run streak. Um, so can you tell us how you actually maintain such? You've maintained it for such a long time, um but also touch on maybe some of your more memorable kind of favorite days. Now I know personally that you've done a a blog on your more memorable day. So if you want to just quote that, that's fine. And anyone that's read it already, you can maybe tune off for a second, but uh, a lot of people just give an idea of how, how you've maintained it for so long. And what are the highlights of running for 2073 days? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, I think as boring as it sounds, I I kind of try to do one day at a time. I mean, it's not anything that's too thought out. I the original plan was just to do forty days. Um, it was a a Runner's World thing. Runner's World magazine here has every year does a kind of a challenge to do from Thanksgiving, which is like late November, yeah, to, to New Year's Day. So it's about forty days. And I tried it sev- several years in a row, and I think I just kind of lost interest. Um, and then finally, in 2017, I was just like, "I'm, I'm doing it this year, and I'm, you know, gonna kinda, gonna stick it out." Um, and once I got to the end of it, I just kind of de- decided to keep on going. Um, and i honestly never there haven't been many days since then that I ever really thought about stop stopping to stopping it because it's um it's just i guess become part of the, my routine um i mean there were a couple periods more like in the last year or two where i went through like weeks at a time where my legs were just dead yeah and i would wake up in the morning and my legs were sore and i would still be in bed and i would feel how sore my legs are and i'm just you know but i guess at that point I was four, Four or five years into it so you kind of of, like learn to live with stuff like that or get through it for a day and then string it to the next day basically um but yeah i mean it's in terms of maintaining it it's i don't really view it as like maintaining anything it's just you know i just wake up and i go running it's not you know not too too planned out really um I guess in terms of like a few favorite days, they are from my blog, but um, I, last year I went to England and I ran with um, my uh, friend, Kristen in or at Hadrian's wall, Yeah, um, which was cool. I'd wanted to be uh visit there for a long time. And uh, I think we ran maybe eight or 10 miles. It was t- tough running, but it was fun. And uh, he was, he's like two weeks behind me in the streak. So he's, um he passed 2000 like a, a few weeks ago but um yeah it was just a, a really good day to to be out there and and doing that um another day or another day that kind of sticks out is at the beginning of covid um I did like a virtual 5k a day I mean 5k an hour for as long as we could
0: yeah um almost I, like a backyard I, uh, backyard ultra yeah, yeah
1: basically yeah I was just the two, uh, two of us that did it. Um, my friend Mark and I, and we—he uh, did twelve hours, which was kind of the goal for both of us. I did eight, um, which you know I had never done anything like that, so I was you know more than happy with. But you know, kind of, I was here. He, I was here. He was in England, so you can you can only do so much to like push each other on. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, virtually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of once I started feeling. I think I was like feeling dizzy and stuff. I was, it's just not worth risking anything for just something that was meant to be fun, but it was a a great day. And it kind of, I think like showed me the potential of the running community on Instagram too, you know, that essentially random people will just start chatting and do stuff like that. You know, I've met him in person now too, and we've run, so it's, it's all good. But, uh, yeah. And then the only the other day that really sticks out as a favorite day was when I was in Germany to do the, actually, that was when I went to do the Munich marathon. Um, I was born in Germany and we um, we left there when I was four, I think, yeah, four. So I don't really remember a lot of it, but we. I went back to uh, Heidelberg, which was where I was born and just did like a short morning run and uh, kind of ended while it was still dark and the, the, as I, you know, there's pictures on my blog, which it, I can't really describe the pictures, I guess, but I would say I, anyone
0: is interested to go and look at the pictures, they are really, really something.
1: It was, it was just a memorable, like run for me because it, you know, I guess just from being born there and, yeah. and kind of appreciating like that I had the chance to go back and do stuff like that. So um yeah, that was those are probably the three like days that stick out. The, the rest of the days are not the rest, but so many of the other days are
0: pretty yeah, there, basic there, and they're not
1: like flashy or but
0: well, there, there's one in particular, I think right at the right at the start, it's not as positive of a memorable day. Um a memorable memorable day for for another reason. But um I would encourage anyone to go and have a have a read of of, of Pat's blog and his website. Um and then you are covering, to go back a few questions, you are covering your Copenhagen, and it might be out by the time this this uh, podcast set. It might not. Yeah. Are you still working on it?
1: I think it'll be out by the time this is this is um, out there, but I'm still working on it. it you know, I kind of tried to honestly forget about it for a couple of weeks. I did write down some notes like after, mm-hmm. immediately after, which are kind of funny to look at now. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of let myself forget about it and then go back
0: into it. So I'll put, hopefully have something up um, in the next couple of weeks. It's sometimes the best, isn't it, to kind of almost forget about it. And, and then you look back and you you remember certain other elements about the specifics of a marathon that you might have at, at the moment dismissed because your mindset was elsewhere.
1: Right. And I think, it, it's, I think it's good, too, to have the initial, my own initial reaction. Um, and then to look at it now and kind of compare the two, and somehow try to you know put it together and see you know what I can do you know in a, in a future marathon. So yeah,
0: I look forward to reading that. It's honestly I, I I've only just subscribed to it with one of my accounts, but I I've been reading through it, especially with the the prep for this. And oh. as a previous blogger myself, it's it's really enjoyable to to read people's takes and how they write as well. And I'm, I'm really into the way, the style of your writing as well. Thank you. Um. So I think we're on to the final main question at this point. Um. And and you haven't, you haven't vetoed it. So we're going to talk about it because um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and talk to to each guest and um, whether they're individuals or whether they're companies are the like uh, about the subject. And, um, um, it is a subject on, uh, that's maybe difficult for some people, but uh, it's we're trying to open it up a little bit and make it more uh, normal in a conversation, and that's mental health. Uh, so can you talk through uh, how you stay so positive in your mindset towards, especially like the, the run streak and, and other people on the community, and maybe a little bit of an insight into uh, your own mental health? Uh, have you had any difficulties over the years um, and, and any battles?
1: Sure. Um. Yeah, I think like growing up, I was always like smiling and very positive. Anyway, so I I think it was I kind of just always been like that. Um. But in uh, I think in two thousand one, um, my best friend uh, took his own life. Um, and you know that kind of just changed. Obviously, changes things. Yes, um. Man. But you know, I I think struggled for like a few years after that, and then basically after that I just really kind of made it a point to to just be more positive to everyone you know I think I was before but I think it was more of like a like a concerted effort to be yeah, like a
0: conscious decision yeah. yeah
1: yeah so um yeah I think that's kind of where it kind of I mean like I said that it was probably a couple of years after that where you know I just just kind of started to be more positive not that i wasn't positive during those years i think you know at least outwardly um but i think that yeah that was probably um the biggest struggle i had and then yeah you know you kind of really never know what anyone else is going through you know i think that's something that people say a lot but you know it's true you don't really know at all i mean so yeah, it's, just it's that. the whole
0: Robin Williams effect, isn't it? Of you, 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 can be an, an ex- outwards kind of facade of a, a very happy, jovial person, but then you don't know what the person's going on, going up through internally, or what's going on in their life. And um, I, I, I think having for yourself had a loss like that as well. I, I had a loss very similar, although he didn't take his own life, but a young guy that 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 died, and you think. Especially for myself, life's short. I think you realize at that point life is short for for a whole number of reasons. And if we can't be nice, it's, it makes it even shorter, doesn't it?
1: Does yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's um yeah, the whole Robin Williams thing is the a perfect uh I guess bigger bigger world example.
0: Yeah. You know? but, um. Yeah. So other th- other than that, it's it, it's it's just. It's not just just, I mean, we don't use that word, do we, we don't use just, um, but but that's that's your your real world kind of, so you've, yeah. you've gone through something and it's, it's, it's driven you and kind of st- you're striving now to to be just generally more positive. Um, yeah, I, I, that's I,
1: probably I, the biggest example. I mean, um, I think there are a couple of things that I forget. I wrote about it in one, I'm not to sit, talk about my blog, but um, I wrote about it. That's all you're in, here for. You can talk about it all you want as well. I forget which post it was, but um, I think it was something about my weight, my losing my weight um, growing up. I, you know, I wasn't like bullied in terms of physically, you know, but like just things about my weight and stuff like that. Um, but one thing that always sticks out and I put it specifically in the blog was the um, we used to have a carpool to school, like with some you know, other kids in the neighborhood. And one of the um, dads that drove um, used to call me Fat Trick. <laughs> it's just horrible. Um, it's But like thinking about it now, you know, I was eight or nine years old. Yeah. And so I still do think about that, not in like a negative way in terms of, I mean, obviously I would never say that to anyone, but like. That's another thing that just I remember um you know that kind of has stuck with me like what why would anyone ever say that to really anyone? Mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, never mind a a kid so um, yeah, stuff like that, you know comes up in my mind every once in a while to as like reminders, you know to to just kind of be nice,
0: yeah, you never know how how much even the person probably thought they were just being funny but you don't right. know how how words can affect people like you mm-hmm. say you don't know what's going on in someone's life right no, that's that's an interesting interesting take on it it's it's something i'm 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 as i say i'm hope, hoping that that most guests if not all guests will will talk about and um, even small insights like that will encourage others to to open up and mm-hmm. and discuss it more normally and um, so it's not a, a, almost like a taboo subject that's sh- kind of shied away from right but as we approach the the end here uh, it's very it's been very it seems like it's gone very very quickly mm-hmm. um i don't actually has it gone very quickly have i just sped through this <laughs> no no it's, it's okay it's fine yeah. it's fine the time's fine <laughs> uh it, it, same thing happened with mike um i really enjoyed listening to him and i've really enjoyed listening to yourself as well and time just flies when you're Mm -hmm. enjoying something um but like i did with mike and i don't want to i'm not here to steal uh the, the, the the press play and run format it's not quick fire questions but um every episode's slightly different so episode one had um a return of the shout outs now i don't know i haven't recorded that one yet don't know whether Emma's going to do that or not um but certainly for Tanya it's going to be something different as well but being that you're you are quite similar with with Mike and the way that you you you're your're running journey as well and having run at the wall uh, with the the the, the right. ultras kind of and the backyard Ultra I could see you going into the Mike's territory um so I, I thought I'll, I'll stick stick with with a similar sort of vein. so um Almost quick fire, not quite quick fire. Sorry, Ryan, yeah. but this uh, favorite event to date and why?
1: Um, so I really liked Copenhagen specifically last year in 2019. was a perfect day. But um, the, my favorite event is uh, it's an event called Trail Fest. Um, and it's in Utah and Arizona here, you know, out, kind of out west here. Um and it's a three-day um, event where there's a race each morning. Um, and it's three, uh, like 10 miles, between 10 and 13 miles each morning. Okay. And it's it was um, touring, obviously. It's fest, But um, it was just by three different national parks. And then you camp at a central place each night. And it's not like wild camping. So that was good for me, too. So it was like. <laughs> I think we were on a baseball field. they were just tents. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just—I think—so different from what I've ever done. I think that's why it's—I would say—it's my favorite event, just because of how
0: different it was. Like, um, yeah, again that kind of almost falls in in the the whole ultra style of life. Life, see, I'm gonna get—I'm gonna get you down this way. I'm gonna get you to to ultra. So I think we, I think we caught we caught a lot of that there before for uh, just for, for 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 the audience it, it, right. it Patrick did unfortunately drop out there for a second but yeah um that 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 your favorite race does sound like it's very similar to some of the some of the stylings of an ultra um so we, we what bit by bit bit by bit we might actually push you that direction. Ultimately, they do say that the longer the longer you run the better your shorter distances go so if you run ultras your marathons which be effectively a shorter distance would go faster it's good fun
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> uh, least favorite event in why? um the
1: 2008 philadelphia marathon um i did not finish um i right. started and um i i had i'd run a marathon about a month before um and I don't know if that was it, that affected anything, but um, it was well below freezing. It was really windy. And um, I think within five miles, I was walking because of my hip. Okay. And I was just like, I'm, this is not gonna, I'm not gonna finish this. I'm not gonna walk for 21 miles. Um, And my brother was waiting for me. It was like one of those ones where there was a half at the same time. So the half you know, you you run by the half ones, the same course for the first half. Yeah. So, um, I texted my brother and said, I'm dropping out, but basically I had to get back to the halfway point. So I walked whatever eight miles and, uh, I just, it was tough. I mean, just the idea of kind of quitting a race, even though I was injured. Um, yeah, I I don't like it, but that's why I went back and, and did it two years ago and, that was kind of a redemption for me to get my my personal best there. So um,
0: no, it's that's that's a scary thought. Like so early on as well. And then having the idea of of you know, be mentally suffering too to, right. to try get that distance. So thankfully it was uh almost like the the Edinburgh out and back but halfway point being half
1: marathon. Yeah, if it was point to point,
0: you know it's stuffed. I,
1: I probably I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have tried to get a ride. I called an Uber.
0: Uh so what if it's below freezing, what time of the year is that run at? Um it it was like the it's the third
1: the third week of November. Wow. um, so it was kind of unseasonably that cold um but I mean this past year or last year when I did Philadelphia, it was about
0: about as cold. Yeah, so you get into that cusp of autumn yeah. winter. Fall yeah winter, i won't
1: because of that last year and the 2008 one even though 2021 was great i'm not going back to philadelphia <laughs> for that race because it's, it's too it's too unreliable on the weather you can't i love i i like a late fall one because training is not in the heat yeah. necessarily but um i can't trust the weather to be that that good. So, well, we'll what see. if
0: I tell you though, Patrick, that I've got a very good friend of mine lives in Philadelphia, and uh, I might be persuaded to go over and do it. <laughs> well, that's, we can talk then. We can talk. <laughs> I do actually well, have maybe, a friend stays in Philadelphia now. By the way, it's, it's maybe it's, they have uh,
1: one. Maybe they have one in the spring. <laughs> oh,
0: let's see. i fingers crossed. I'll, I'll speak to Rob and see what he says. He can do some uh, on the on the grounds research for me. Um, your Biggest goal that you still have for running or sporting bucket list?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's still um, probably Boston qualifier. Um, but since that's a little bit off my radar right now, because I don't think it's an immediate goal, um, I think that the just sub 320 is kind of my goal. Just to go better than I have one more time at least.
0: So with Boston, I'm, I'm not, I'm not entirely um, familiar with it. You, can you get in with a lottery? Um, no, no, it's, it's purely disqualification.
1: Yeah. So you have to meet the qualifying time. Obviously there's some charity places, but it's yeah. not, it's not like as many as London or I don't think as any of the other ones, but um, you you have to meet the qualifying time and the qualifying time gives you a chance to get in because there's yeah. a, ca- a cap on the number of, people that gets in with each age I think or maybe it's overall but um the last few years everyone's gotten in though that's met the qualifying times so that would be devastating to one year the, that you get there <laughs> right to get the qualifying time and then not get a, a place would be too much yeah. i think they i would think they have to do something to put you in next years
0: yeah like a deferral yeah yeah
1: but i don't think they do so yeah oh.
0: fingers fingers crossed (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) Uh, if money and travel were no issue what event in the world would you like to tackle and why and it doesn't necessarily it's the same question that i put to mike it doesn't have to be an event that still takes place you can go back in history as well
1: um i don't know i mean i i used to do like um you know, internet searches for just like the best races, but none of those really stick out. There's one, and um, I think it's called like young Young Frau. It's in Switzerland, okay. like the Alps. It's in the um at the Swiss Alps, and that's a marathon. That looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't think there's really any. I mean, if we're if we're not including qualifying times we could uh, or or uh lotteries then uh you know London or or Berlin would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, you know, hopefully that'll just happen anyway. But we'll see.
0: So you by the sounds of it, like you, you were saying you the, the majors don't necessarily float your boat. If they happen, they happen, but it's not something that's driving your your marathon journey. So it sounds more like Mike's journey. And again, you've not heard this episode his episode yet. So it's almost like a spoiler for you. Um but he, he did say that for, for him, again, it's not specific events that that he aims towards. It's more events that you can come away with a memory, like uh, Control-Alt Delays running in the Arctic Circle, the the half marathon in the Arctic Circle. And I know they do a marathon, and it's something that now I know about it. I'm like, that would be phenomenal yeah. to go and do.
1: I saw him do that, was it last weekend?
0: Uh, um, yeah, it, was, a couple yeah. Of weekends ago, yeah.
1: Uh, I hadn't heard of it either at that I think would be something I would want to do something like that. Um, Actually, the other one you mentioned, Mike, and I saw the, um, the ad for it the other day was the wall, I guess the registration's opening soon or is open for next year.
0: It will be. Yeah.
1: That would be, if I ever do an ultra, that would be one that I think would kind of pique my interest because it just looks kind of cool. I know it's, really tough i'm well, sure
0: he did say it's very 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 tough yeah um both mentally and physically um but that's not i i think i think the more i get into running and the more i tick off i'm i'm probably in the same sort of boat yourself is it's more about memories and seeing places and and sure it would be great to run some of these ultras not ultras they majors mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily always in the most scenic or picturesque places they're they're big cities i would love to go to japan i've always wanted to go to japan i've been to london a few times i would love to run in berlin but it's it's not the be all on end all but then running in the alps or somewhere it would be phenomenal just
1: i mean it'd be really tough and and things like that but i think that would obviously any of the majors are probably memorable in their own right but you you get different memories from doing kind of more obscure ones too. Yeah. Like I I mean I basically have zero interest in doing New York. I, I know that people love it and they some people say it's the best race because of the crowds and stuff like that. But um I just don't think I would I'm not even gonna apply for it. I don't think you know that's that's <laughs> just kind of how I do it. I don't know.
0: The impression I get about the whole New York vibe though is it's very um, Marmite uh, to use a, a very European British sort of uh, product, and it, you either like it or you you hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've ha- I've had people that have been to New York and like so vanilla. It's you see it on the TV so much. It's just so normal. And then you get other people who absolutely adore it, and they've they've run the the, the marathon and they they have high praise for it. But I think I'm on the same boat as you. I, I would like to do it, but I'm not going out of my way to do it.
1: Right. Like if I if I some in some way got. You know, if I do Chicago, I got in Boston sometime, and then I did London and Berlin, then yeah. I might I might change and say, Well, I want to do
0: Tokyo and New York to or get if the organizers came and approached you yeah. and says, Here, have and, a free entry.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And that but, does you know, happen.
0: It does happen. I know.
1: But yeah.
0: <laughs> um right final one then you don't have to answer this um it's a bit of a cheeky question but your favorite 99 episodes so far you don't have to tell us why but do you um, have one
1: there's a well i like all of them honestly but <laughs> Good answer.
0: Really, um
1: i think my favorite though is the one with with ryan um i uh, what was that episode i don't know which number it was last that's year. episode
0: nine that was okay. episode nine because episode 10 was finale but also digesting how his marathon right. went from my perspective of, of, of like listening to his podcast. <laughs> right.
1: so it was cool. Cause I I think just, uh, you know, I listened to his podcast too. So to kind of have all of you guys in the same, you know, yeah. conversation was, was cool. And I mean, it, it just sounded like, you know, you guys were having a great time too. It so. was,
0: it was fantastic. And to the point where, again, Mike said the same thing he, he said, but he blended his, he said he blended episode nine and 10 together. Uh, it was all like one one in his mindset but even family members have said to me they absolutely adore that episode because i think it's more natural in a, in a way um yeah. because you've got i don't know it starts all my all the all the podcasts all start off quite ropey for me yeah. uh, and it's not an, it's not a nerves thing it's just it's it's not between, like, say, look, look like R1, it did start off real P, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not because of who I'm interviewing, it's just because I know that it's going on the internet. It's <laughs> the biggest thing. It's every time, it's a very hard thing to overcome.
1: Right. Yeah, I can
0: understand that. That's been spot on, Patrick. I am. Yeah, um, uh, I've really enjoyed that, and um, hopefully it won't be our last time speaking to you, anyway. Or I say, no. our, my my last time speaking to you, because yeah, again, it's it's still early days of me uh, realizing I'm on my own. No. Um, but no, hopefully hopefully it won't be the last time. Um fingers crossed for next Thursday. Um, I thought it was Friday. I think I said it for Friday as well. But uh, runner man Steve did. Let me know in the in my DMs that it's Thursday. The emails come out, so we'll keep yeah. our fingers crossed for so, yeah. London entries. Um, but if not, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure at some some stage, um, I'll either be in the states or or you'll have an event over here at one of these. Mm. Um, not running a marathon agains that will come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I think so. I think that'll be good. Fun and anyone anyone listening, as I said uh, a couple of times have a look at patrick's website he, he doesn't want to tweet his own trumpet here with his blog but uh go and have a go and have a read uh read through some of the, the past po- uh, posts and also the, the the fresh off the uh fresh from the oven copenhagen digest uh will be it be good to see but otherwise thank you very much patrick thank you for coming on yeah
1: thank you for having me
0: on it was great you've got my permission to go and speak to ryan now
1: <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> he might not want me after after listening to this oh story.
0: no, he definitely will. he definitely will. His questions are more streamlined than mine anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, before the interview, I absolutely loved speaking with Patrick. Like Mike from episode two, I know Patrick was very, very anxious about how this episode would come out and how our chat would sound. Having edited that section, I can confidently say he sounded spot on. I loved listening back once again and refreshing my memory of the discussion of the topics that we covered and everything that Patrick said. As Patrick mentioned in the interview, he has a spot-on outlook on life. He is so positive to not only myself, but the whole running community. He always has the nicest comments, the nicest DMs, and he just absolutely radiates that positivity, which uplifts the community as a whole. I feel it's super important to have a nice, positive outlook on life wherever you can and I know we have our roller coaster up and down of emotions but life is short. We we need less anger, we need more love, we need more positive outlooks on life much like Patrick has. So if you take anything from this episode, take positivity and wherever possible, radiate it around you. But... Before I go and tend to my war wounds and make sure not to split my stitches, let's talk about what to expect from the episode ahead. Episode 5 will see a slight difference to the guest roster, being that we'll have our first company in to talk to us. They have, however, been guests on the What The Fartlet podcast recently, so it won't be a first for them. They also partnered with ourselves for our season one giveaway. That in itself should give away who to expect. Craig from Runner. Runner are in fact one of my favourite brands out there, especially when it comes to technical running vests. They are, however, so much more than just a clothing brand with values and beliefs set firmly in protecting the environment through planting trees to their monthly charity fundraising events. Miles for Mind, of course, for the Mind charity. Unfortunately, the interview was meant to take place last night, but because I had my slight operation, I had to delay it last minute. So I'm looking forward to speaking to Craig next week it will be the night before the episode comes out so fingers crossed i can get everything done and i can get it out on time but you might want to keep a close eye on social media just in case let's keep the faith that i will have episode five ready for you on time as expected Finally, there have been some additions to the .99 podcast family in form of a Facebook page and Discord server. Discord-wise, as expected and mentioned in the last episode, the uptake hasn't been massive. I didn't expect it would be that big. It is a new app and I know a lot of people are scared of jumping into something that is a bit of an unknown. As always, it's been awesome to see some of the familiar faces of the 99 community joining in on Discord. Your likes of your Bob Barrels, your Control Alt Deleys, Mike the Pulfit Alt Runner, Patrick, our guest today, Han Van Ventures and Dewey. It is limited to who's joined, but I would encourage you if you want to try something new, you want to get involved in what I hope to be vibrant discussions, but also some voice communications in the chat groups, it would be great to have you. Don't feel the pressure. It's there if you want to join. It's free and you'll be made to feel more than welcome. For the Facebook page, if you do have Facebook, please consider dropping it a like. It does so much for the podcast and myself. Information-wise, it'll be very, very similar to the Instagram page, maybe with a few curveballs and additions thrown in for a good measure. But any likes and shares do so much for myself and the podcast as a whole. You can find the Facebook page, as usual, at facebook.com forward slash The Point 99 Podcast. And since I haven't done it for a while, if you do want to get in contact, my DMs are always open on my own page at Mr. Underscore Steve Underscore Runs on the Instagram page for the podcast at The Point 99 Podcast. Our email address is The Point 99 Podcast at gmail.com. But you can also find all relevant links in our link tree in the Instagram page Profile. But there we go. I think that's enough for this episode. It was fantastic speaking to Patrick. As I've already said, it'd be fantastic to have him back. I'm also looking forward to speaking to Craig from Runner in episode five. Feel more than welcome to let me know what you thought about the episode. And if you haven't already and you did enjoy it, please consider dropping us a like on whatever platform you are on or even a quick review. But until the next time, I hope you stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you'll hear from me soon.